Fletcher. Oh, Bryce, if only that was a real toy for Christmas. <laughs> my little badger? What? Huh? My little badger, my little badger. It's my best friend. Kill it! My little badger, my little badger. See, sometimes, Bryce, you just have to dream things and it becomes a reality. It's like ever since I read The Secret, things just... Picture it and it will happen. Yes. Wow, my little badger. Every child wants that under the tree. Should I try this again? Try conjuring something? What if there was a school where you could go learn to be like Santa or like somebody who works at the North Pole or something? one of the elves or something? Yeah, yeah. If only there was that... Learn the difference between workshop and sweatshop with Santa Tech University. Explore an exciting career as a reindeer euthanizer or choose a fast-paced career in fat man pants repair. The future is jolly with Santa Tech. Get the training you need to become a naughty or nice list curator, lump of coal authenticator, or the career every young girl and boy dreams of, reindeer fluffer. Earn your master's degree in Santa at Santa Tech University. Wow, see, again, the secret, Bryce, the secret. You think it, it happens. I'm going to have to look up what a fluffer is. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> and you'd have to think that somebody, it's somebody's job somewhere to euthanize reindeer. And it's not just a job you walk into off the street. you got to have the background in order to do that. Wow. That's a fun day at the office. Sure is. What'd you do to work today? Well, uh, we had this reindeer. His name was Rudolph. Wasn't performing anymore. His nose kind of dim. Yeah, kind of peaked. Yeah, a long time ago. So, what do you do? Gas him? Do you? No, we uh, put a twenty-two right between his eyes. <laughs> wow, heavy. End of the year edition of Lawn Chair Profits just took a dark, dark turn. Uh, it's nice that the fireplace is uh, crackling in the background, though. There's a certain warmth that comes from that. Mm, just beautiful. My name's Garner Andrews, by the way. That's Bryce Kelly sitting right over there. This is Lawn Chair Profits. On today's show, we're going to talk about that one time that weird thing happened to you in a car wash. Hopefully, you weren't assaulted. Yeah. <laughs> Light things that yeah, happen. Oh, yeah. Not that. Hopefully you didn't glance over to the next bay and uh, there was a serial killer disposing of a body in the sewage system. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Man, wow. this is dark. What happened? I don't know. It's the Christmas season and we don't have the spirit, apparently. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about people who, at this time of year, maybe any time of year, overstay their welcome. House guests. Everybody's gets them. Everybody gets a house guest from time to time. Are you a good house guest, though, or are you a bad house guest? Me? I'm a great one. Yeah. I think I'm pretty good, too. I always announce my arrival time, and I always announce my departure time. My departure very early on the final day. 
I don't linger all day long. I know my hosts just want to get back to normal life. They want to enjoy their day. So it's not like I'm hanging out till three or four in the afternoon. I'm up. I'm gone. Don't make me a big breakfast. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. That is good. But first... The Lawn Chair Profits. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. So it's that time of year everybody talks about the past year. They talk about the things they're going to do better in the next year. Uh, First of all, I think in 2020, I'm a grown man. I'm of a certain age. I should have a doctor. I should probably get a doctor. Uh, That's one you and I share. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been to a doctor, I don't know, 25 years. (laughs) What? No, I... I don't get sick, so I don't go for casual illness, and I have never done a checkup of any kind. Yeah. Which is probably a bad idea. Yeah, but I, I think I'm a few years older than you. I should be, I should have a doctor. I'll just, so I'm interviewing doctors right now, because that's what I do. You don't just go to a doctor. You interview a doctor. Man, that's something I would have to Google. How do I find a doctor? I have no idea. Well, In fact, I actually, was it last year? I hurt my Achilles tendon, maybe it was two years ago, to the point that I thought it was ruptured. And so I had to go to a doctor then to be like, I hurt my foot, bro. And I walk into the thing, and my By thing, do you card, mean hospital? No, at first oh. I just went to a doctor's office. Oh, okay. And my healthcare card had expired. Oh. I had moved to a different province. My healthcare thing changed. And then when I moved back to this province... But the, at that point, you had been back in this province by, <laughs> what, for 12 or 13 years? Yeah. Yeah, it'd been yeah. a while. The wires had not been connected, and I had no healthcare coverage for the better part of a decade. Yeah. You should get a doctor. Yeah, I should probably be better on that. So the other thing I need to do, it's like I was looking at my phone. The first wildly disappointing thing that I saw on my phone recently was, um, you know how everybody gets that Spotify at the end of the year? Spotify sends you your playlist. These are your most listened to songs. This oh, is yeah. your favorite song of the year. Absolutely. Yeah. And I always get excited about that. I've been a Spotify customer for years. And the one thing I really look forward to every year is having my year-end list so I can go, oh, yeah, that is a good song. And I did listen to that a lot. And I do love that song. But you know what my number one song was this year? In the past, it's always been something kind of cool, kind of new, a little cutting edge maybe okay this year bryce kelly my number one song on spotify for 2019 was yes the police roxanne wow a 40 something year old song that spotify has determined is my favorite song of 2019 roxanne and don't get me wrong this is a phenomenal song. And The Police are maybe one of my top 10 all-time favorite bands. But I would never open up Spotify. There's never been a day where I'd be like, huh, you know what song I could really go for right now? The one that's been played to death by The Police, Roxanne. Mm, so you suspect foul play with your top I do suspect song. something is up. That doesn't make sense to me. It's like Roxanne from The Police is like um, what... Thunderstruck is the ACDC. Thunderstruck and Back in Black, those are the two songs that your mom knows. If I asked my mom, mom, name a rock, uh, police song, she'd go, ah, that Roxanne one, she would get that. 
So that's not exactly my go-to police song. So why is it my number one song of the year on Spotify? That totally let me down. Because my first theory was that you maybe had listened to so few songs multiple times that Roxanne got spun five times and somehow that was your number one, but that's not the case? No, because there's times when I'm out for a walk and I'll hear a new song on the, you know how you get the Spotify new releases, whatever it's called. It comes out every week. Mm -hmm. I'll hear a song I've never heard before and I'll be like, oh, that's good. I will crank that thing back three, four times in a row and just listen over and over and over again. How come that doesn't become my number one song? Wow, that's a funny troll. Yeah. If we could get access to someone's phone and just every now and again just play <laughs> a one random song, then by the end of the year when they get all excited for their list, yeah. you're like, how is Chumbawamba my number one song? I hate that song. <laughs> but even my top 10, you look at it, nine out of those 10 songs are from the 70s and 80s. I do not listen to that much 70s and 80s music. I mm. do from time to time, but not to the point that those should be my big songs. The only song in my top 10 that I'm not embarrassed to mention is a song from Sleep called Dragon Knot. And it's a good song. I suggest everybody look that one up right now. It's a little crunchy. It's a little sludgy. It's a little stonery. Is that oh. what you call it? Okay. It's good. All right. Maybe some, you know how some people sleepwalk, some people sleep eat? Oh, maybe maybe I, you sleep, listen to the police. Maybe. Well, I listen to the police. I don't listen to Roxanne, though. Why? I don't understand that. Maybe mm. I just sleep, listen to really bad music. My number one, I'm not ashamed of. Yeah, see, at least you can be cool with this one. Yeah, mine. Yeah, I'm going to be humming this all day. Yeah, a little tool. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, keep going, Bryce. Keep going. Mythical fountains, false hope. It took me a long time to, wow. to learn that whole thing. Okay, that's frightening. You know all the words to that? I do. And oh. the song is 12 minutes and 46 seconds long. Woo. Came out in August. Why does your music have to be so angry? <laughs> Just matches everything about me. Yeah, Tool uh, was my, they were my top three. Yeah. Well, you put out your, one, your first album in 13 years. I'm going to listen to it. So Spotify let me down in a huge way. In years past, I should, well, I don't have my phone with me. I wish I could tell you what my songs in years past were. I'm quite proud of those. This year, not so much. And again, Roxanne from The Police, a legendary song. And a good song, but it's not a song anybody ever goes, you know what song I could go for? Roxanne from The Police. Wow. It's just a song that happens by accident in the background. And I like that we also, your phone let you down at the Christmas party. I don't know how we got onto it. We were all getting ready to call Ubers at the end of the night. Oh, yeah, and we started comparing our Uber ratings. Yeah, we found the way. It's now easily accessible. Before, we had to dig through a pile of things to find it. Yeah. Now it's right there. So we were all comparing it. <laughs> and uh, I think you felt good about yours at first, but then you slowly started to fall down the rankings. I have a 4.91, which I thought was pretty good until you whipped your phone out and you're, what, 4.95? 4.95 out of 5, no big deal. How do you do I tip all the time. Yeah, I rarely do. So how do I end up with a worse Uber score than you? I have no idea. Someone says there's they don't know who tips when. So oh, maybe well, that's, tipping, oh, then I'm going to stop tipping. I don't know if that's true. Uh, my thing is I get in, 
I give a polite hello, mm-hmm. and then I don't force any other conversation. Yeah, I always let the driver steer the conversation. Yeah. But maybe that comes off as me just being moody and intense, because you were saying quite often you'll spend the whole trip staring at I don't even look at my phone. I just stare straight ahead, and I sit in the front seat, and Ooh, I stare straight ahead. that's your problem. Really? I never sit in the front seat. Uh, it seems weird to get into the backseat of a Corolla. <laughs> it would be different if I was being picked up in an SUV or something, but I always go with the economy one. And Oh, no, because they normally have like their lunch or something in their front seat. So they probably a lot of times moving things aside so you can sit in the front. Oh, maybe that's how I ended up with a 491. And some of them are sitting there being like, oh, my God, get in the back. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> I never thought about that. Maybe because I get in the front, that signals to them, oh. This guy wants to talk, but then I don't talk. If they ask me questions, I'll respond. But then I started thinking, too, and I probably shouldn't talk about this because it will anger people. But I wonder, too, if when I'm riding with an Uber and I am making conversation with him or her, and all of a sudden they mention something like, oh, in my country or whatever, where I, I, you know, before I came to Canada, I will always ask, how long have you been in Canada before? Is that racist? No, but I don't think that is. They start the conversation. I would never lead with that. But is that racist? No. Well, I think tone is everything. I can only assume your tone is of genuine curiosity. Well, I always am. Anger. No. No, I would never ask it like that. I'm always curious. Like when somebody offers it up, I'm like, okay, I'll bite. I need to know the rest of this story. But could that be misconstrued as something else? Well, I definitely don't do follow-up questions. I just do a nice hello wave because I never make them wait either. Oh, no, I'm always standing out front. Yeah, I give a friendly wave when they're pulling up. I always address them by name, and then I I tell them my name, and then I get in. But I'm going to start riding in the back seat, and it's going to be so weird sitting in the back seat of a camera, Corolla or whatever. And start looking at your phone, too, because it's like that episode in Seinfeld. Oh, Putty. When David Putty and Elaine are on a plane and he's just sitting there staring at the seat in front of him and, and she's, she's going like, insane. Yeah. You want to book her? No, I'm good. <laughs> you don't want to read it? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. He's yeah. just staring at the headrest. Yeah. You're David Putty and your Uber drivers are Elaine. Okay. That's why you're a 491. So Spotify has let me down. My Uber rating is wildly disappointing. And I thought of one other thing too, is that I am uh, obsessed with the... Uh, the step counter in my phone. Absolutely oh. obsessed. <laughs> right. Yeah, that one's not reliable. Uh, I shouldn't be obsessed with that one because, the, yeah, it's notoriously not reliable, but I can't stop looking at it. Every day, I'm just disappointed in it because it's disappointed in me. It's like even this morning, uh, I looked at it and it said, you're taking an average of 1,300 fewer steps a day than you were this time last week. And then the shame sti- spiral starts. Ooh, I'm yeah. like, you suck, Garney. You're not good enough. No matter nobody likes you. You know, it's no, no wonder nobody respects you. Yeah, wait till you get an Iowa, uh, Apple Watch. Yeah, I'm getting one for Christmas, by the way. Yeah, that keeps track <laughs> of everything. I don't know. It's like the whole thing where my phone is criticizing me for the fact that I'm taking 1,300 fewer steps a day. It's like they don't know how busy my day was yesterday. They didn't see all the running around I had to do. Yeah, and if you do a bit of running around without your phone in your pocket, boom. It's like I wasn't just sitting around on my thumb whistling Dixie all day long. Lawn Chair, don't care. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly are the Lawn Chair Profits. I'm still really enjoying this crackling fire. 
Yeah, me too. It brings a certain warmth to it. It puts me at ease. Maybe I should start sleeping with this on. Oh. I just feel loose. I feel relaxed. Yeah. You know? You know where I could do some of my best sleeping, though, is like in front of a fireplace. I bet you I could. Or in, and quite often when I'm falling asleep at night, I always imagine I'm in one of those train cars where you have your own private little compartment. Oh, yeah. How awesome would that be? Like when you're going across Europe? Yes. Then there's a murder on there and everyone's a suspect? Yes, exactly. Yeah. But can you imagine, there's actually about an eight-hour loop on YouTube that I've found of, uh, it's called, I think, Sleeping on a Train. And that's all it is, is just the the train noise. Quite often, I'll have that going on the iPad right next to me as I drift off. Oh, that's weird. Is it? I think it's weird that someone sat there and was like, you know what I'm going to do? Throw down eight hours of train noise. How long did they have? Did it take to upload that to YouTube? <laughs> and did they do that on LTE? Or did they do it when they had Wi-Fi? I hope they had Wi-Fi. I hope they did, too. Man, so, oh, man. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, we were talking the other day about... People who overstay their welcome when they're a house guest. Yeah, tis the season when you're visiting people or people are visiting you. And Well, I- it all started with this text right here. Hey, fellas. Yeah, we're fellas now, Bryce. Oh. Hey, fellas. Wish me luck. My sister and her two kids arrived from Nova Scotia today. They're staying with me in my condo until January 5th. Ooh. This text came in in mid-December. Wow, so a solid few weeks. <laughs> Several weeks of the sister and her kids in, in the condo. condo. In the condo. Not a palatial mansion. I wonder if condo. it's like a nine-bedroom condo. I'm <laughs> guessing it's probably no more than two. Probably not. Probably less than 1,000 square feet. Yeah. Uh, so that's a lot. And that's a long haul. It is. When you go from being, well, I just maybe, what's her name, Sarah? I would have to think, though, that Sarah would be kidless, Right. Because you couldn't invite that many people into your condo for three weeks if you had kids and a husband or boyfriend. There's nothing I'm more aware of in my life than if I'm becoming a burden on someone else. Oh, me too. So if I am staying at someone's house, like if I go to a, a party and I end up staying at the house, I will leave before the owners get up. Will you set an alarm? No, because I, I just naturally wake up a bit earlier. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm not going to just do the polite thing and sit around and wait for them to wake up so I could say thank you and leave. No, you don't sit at the end of the kitchen table with a knife in one hand and a fork in the other. <laughs> yeah, with just, my napkin tucked into my shirt. <laughs> just waiting for them to put some eggs on your plate. No, I don't want them making me breakfast. I don't. I just want them to wake up and be like, oh, he's already gone. Yeah. This is good. Now we can just relax. For Our day. day is a blank canvas. We can lay on those coach- couches over there and just watch movies all day. Yeah, and then I'll shoot a text later. Like, hey, thanks for letting me crash. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you do it. And if you are going to stay with somebody, uh, uh, departure time is as important as arrival time. You've got to give the people you're staying with both of those things. And when you say you're leaving at a certain time, leave at that time. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, don't drag it out. It should say AM on your watch when you're walking out that door. Uh, My sister-in-law and her horrid children visit us every summer and stay seven weeks, seven effing weeks. Tell everyone to suck it up. It's two weeks. I wish. Seven weeks. That is absurd. When you're staying for seven weeks somewhere, that's almost two months, you have moved 
Like you have moved to that other location. Yeah, you almost have to change your mailing address. Yeah. You should be charging rent at seven weeks. Wow. You're a flop house at that point. And unless your sister-in-law, sister-in-law, is that what it was? Yeah, unless your sister-in-law and her horrid children are from another continent, not even Europe, but one of the further continents, you're not allowed to stay at someone's house for seven weeks. That's crazy. Yeah. That would drive me insane. Uh, my cousin was staying with my grandparents. My grandpa suddenly told her that company was like fish. It starts to go bad after a few days. <laughs> oh, <laughs> grandpa. I like that guy's style. Wow. Told his grandkid to get out. I agree. So hosting someone, like it's like a second job. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure they have clean towels, clean bedding, make sure there's milk in the fridge. Like there's so many things that you have to cover. When you have guests staying at... Uh, Kelly Manor. Mm-hmm. You put out towels for them. Do you put out washcloths? No. Yeah. I don't think I own a washcloth. Really? No. Oh, Bryce. No. Get a washcloth. No. You don't have to use it, but you need to at least give the appearance that you're a good host. <laughs> the I've talked about this before is that the my wife's best friend, we go to her house quite often. They have a cab and they have a really nice place and we'll spend a weekend there. She always used to put a washcloth out for me. On our bed, we there'd be a towel for my wife and a towel for me and a washcloth for both of us. And then I revealed on a radio show one day that I never use the washcloth. I just wet it, wring it out, and put it on the edge of the tub so she thinks that I used the washcloth. <laughs> she heard me. She heard the show that day. Or somebody told her. So now she bought me a loofah. So I have my own loofah when I go there. Because I'm a, I'm a loofah guy. Yeah, I have a loofah. But you don't uh, want to be putting loofahs out for all of your guests because when you use somebody else's loofah, you have to throw that thing away. No, That's you're basically intimate. washing yourself with someone else's dead skin. Yes. So, yeah, put a washcloth out, Bryce. Yeah. Um, somebody else, where do you want to go here? I'll put out some hardy paper towel. Ugh. <laughs> Garner and Bryce, my mom has a saying, if you've repeated a day, you've overstayed. Meaning, if you're going on your second Tuesday, it's time to move on, Vanessa. Ooh, that's lovely. I like that. It's a little rhyme. It's very mum. I want to get that crocheted into like a, a cross-stitch piece. That you put in the guest room. Yeah. Yeah. So first they're like, oh, look at this lovely thing. Well, that's an... Then oh. they read it and they're like, oh, I can take a hint. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Uh, hey there. Three years ago right now, my dad came to visit us from British Columbia. He never went back. Whoa. He's single and didn't have much going on there. We did have a conversation with him a couple of months into his stay about rent, groceries, etc. He was cool and has since developed a suite for himself in our basement. It's a little weird when your dad moves into your basement, but for the most part, it's cool, Paul. Mm. Yeah. How are things going for dad? Yeah, if all of a sudden... It's not much going on on the West Coast, so I'm going to move into my son's basement. That's actually kind of... Well, on one hand, it's sort of freeing... You go, wow, that guy just, he had the option, he had the ability to just move to a new town suddenly without notice. But on the other hand, you go, oh, that's kind of sad because it means he had no commitments in the other place. Yeah. Socially, professionally, he didn't have a lot going on. I wonder if that was his game plan going to the house or if he was just laying in that basement being like, I can make this my own. It depends. When they picked him up at the airport, did he arrive with end tables? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, or just a couple of <clears throat> plastic Safeway bags full of clothes. Uh, I heard the story about the guy's dad that built himself a suite in his son's basement. Similar story. My mom and dad came to visit. 
stayed for three months. They're from Scotland, and I don't see them much. But while they were here, they're both very handy. They completely redid my kitchen and one of my bathrooms and built my fence and deck. It got to the point where I had to force them to take a day off or two so I could show them around Jasper and Banff. Wow. That's pretty crazy. That's three months. Well, the rule we doled out earlier was that unless you're coming from one of the other continents further away from Europe, you're not allowed to stay for that long. But But if it gets you a new cabinet and a stone countertop. Wow. I'd put up with that. That's pretty nice. I wonder if they paid for materials, too. That'd be awkward. Your parents show up, stay for three months, build you a deck, and then hand you a bill at the end. Yeah, especially if the bill includes uh, labor. (laughs) The Lawn Chair Profits with Garner and Bryce. It's on the internet, where your Uncle Ron gets way too political. Do you think those are boogers? Breadcrumbs? Ugh. I just banged out the keyboard in this studio. And and the pile of things... I assume it's fingernails and boogers and... Hair follicles. It was disgusting. This room is disgusting. This keyboard, I should just break this thing over my knee. We need to boil this room immediately. I I should just break this over my knee. Claim it as an accident. Get a brand new one. Snap. Man, that's gross. So, Bryce, I... uh, Should I say where I was? Sure. Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. Beautiful. Don't be jealous. Oh, what an amazing prison they have there. Some of the finest prisons. They've got federal, they've got provincial, men's, women's, psychiatric. They've got it all. Oh, I didn't know they had multiple. I knew they had the max. So, well, yeah, they have the max prison. My wife's mom, though, her house, when I stand on the deck, I can see into the yard of the provincial. What? Yeah, it's fantastic. So quite often in the summer when they're all, you know, doing what prisoners do in the yard, just sort of, I don't know, chin-ups and walking in circles, I'll be out there drinking a Mai Tai, (laughs) pina colada. I'll hire a mariachi band. It'll be fantastic. Yeah, you're drinking your drink extra loud. Oh, yeah. This is so good. Oh, my. So anyway, I was in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan with my beautiful, beautiful bride and our gifted children. And we were staying at my wife's mom's house. And on the Saturday, it was like minus 34 degrees. It was stupid cold. Minus 34 Celsius. As a kid who grew up in these parts of the world, I can tell you that's stupid cold. It is. Life stops being fun. There's no reason for that. And I went out to get gas because I just needed an excuse to leave the house. (laughs) And my children were like... Dad, can we come with you to get gas? And I'm like, you're 16 and 17. You really want to do that? And they're like, yes. So they were kind of maybe feeling the same way. So we went and got gas. And as we're sitting, we're trying to drive out of the parking lot. I saw this guy come out of the car wash. Again, minus 34. And it was just this cloud of steam and smoke as the warm water met the cold winter air as he exited the... It was like a KISS concert. Like, you couldn't see a thing. Wow, it was like a fog machine was going off. It was like the Fog Fury 2000 was going off. And I'm staring at this truck, and I'm finally able to make out what it is. It's a half-ton truck. But the guy had a brand-new Christmas tree (laughs) in the back of the truck. He had driven (laughs) through an automatic car wash... With his new Christmas tree in the back. Oh. And I imagine it would have been covered in soap and water and everything else. And my daughters and I, we couldn't pull it together. 
we were laughing so hard because it was just hysterical when the smoke cleared and everything and we saw this tree. Wow. Why would you do that? That's outstanding. I can only imagine when he got home. Oh, the th- and again, minus 34, even if he had to drive 10 minutes to get home. Oh, that thing's done. It would be frozen rock hard. He would set that up in his living room, and then it would be like the Poseidon adventure in there. <laughs> like, just water everywhere. <laughs> and probably hot wax or whatever. Like he probably soap. got the Supreme wash that day, too. Yeah, with the uh, rainbow tricolored soap. Yeah, the unicorn soap. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's fantastic. So, we were just sitting around talking about that the other day, and then... Um, we started getting text messages from other people who had things go horribly wrong in car washes. At the car wash, This one, I heard your story about the Christmas tree in the back of the truck at the risk of being a one-upper. My husband drove through a car wash with both our suitcases in the back. He wanted to hit the highway in a clean truck, and I get that. I love traveling in a clean vehicle. By the time we got to Grand Prairie, Alberta, they were frozen solid. We set up a bunch of drying racks at my mom's house when we got there. My book was pretty beaten up, but for the most part, everything was fine when it dried. <laughs> uh, it's, oh. It probably happens all the time. And I think the best thing, not the best, but the best that ever happened to me is I went through a car wash just a couple of summers ago with a couple of those folding lawn chairs in the back of my truck. And one of them, like the spinny brush thing picked it up and threw it against the door (laughs) just bang and then of course you're in a car even after the car wash is done and it's the middle of the summer there's nine cars behind you you're not going back in there to retrieve your twisted and broken lawn chair oh that's good i wonder if that's the kind of car wash that was hitting that guy's tree oh like he gets there and half of it's just beaten to hell oh my god i want i was tempted to follow him I just wanted to find out, where does this go? Where do we go from here now? Man, even if it didn't have those things, even just the pressure of the water jets blasting on a tree, that thing would be annihilated. Uh, I went to a car wash. I don't know who this is from. Oh, William. I went to a car wash, and the arm that comes down to dry the vehicle, the wheels were broken off, so it drug the steel arm across my hood, roof, and back of my vehicle. In the end, the car wash paid to re paint my vehicle, but it was an awful sound as it drug over. God, I wish I was confident enough to use drug as the past tense of drag in my speech. Wow. Don't you? A little bit. Doesn't always, sound right. I'm always impressed, though, people who can use drug properly and people who uh, um, actually use whoam instead of who. With whoam, are you attending the rave this weekend? <laughs> Those people? So formal. Yeah. I can only imagine, because you're in that... Stage going through. Oh, and there's, there's no escape. You see it coming. You're like, oh my god, the little wheelie thing is missing. Oh no, scrape. And that goes on for a long time. I pride myself on my ability to go through the dryer, and just as the clock strikes zero is when it's getting the last bit of the back of my car. Do you run the clock out? Or are you one of those people who are like, screw it, I got all the money in the world. I'll leave 14 seconds on the clock. Oh, no, I use that 60 seconds. Yeah? Oh, baby. I, I time it out so beautifully. Sometimes I time it so perfectly, though, I'm done with 14 seconds on the clock. And I'm kind of proud of that. But maybe I'm just not making the best use of my money. No, you're leaving money on the table. See, I do it in a point where I assume that the clerk inside the store is watching being like... 
He's never going to make it. He's the, oh my God, he made it. And then a slow clap. And I'm going to come in the next time my picture is going to be on the wall of the most flawless car wash they've ever seen. Yeah. You go to buy another car wash, he slides your money back. Your money's no good here. Yeah. Here, the code's 66912. Uh, hey, profits. Oh, I like that. Ooh. Uh, I fix car washes for a living. That's an actual job. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, you would be shocked at the stuff I find discarded in them. I have found crutches, a mannequin head, <laughs> skis, <laughs> snowboards, you name it. Car washes break. People get stuck in their cars. Nine times out of ten, there's a manual button you can push to open the door and just drive out. It's not like you need to wait for EMS in the jaws of life, Clint. Wow, Clint sounds a little condescending. He's seen some things. Clint, Clint seems to think that we should all know more about car washes than we actually do. Like, I, I go to a car wash. I like a clean car and everything, but I don't need to know how it works. Man, that's the tone of a man who has seen too many crutches and mannequin heads strewn about car washes. Yeah. Probably I, clogging up his machines. I like car washes, but I'm not passionate. That'd be like going to Oktoberfest in Germany and, you know, demanding to know how the sausage is made. <laughs> Same thing. And the Jaws of Life, I like the Jaws of Life reference because that's something, it used to be that that was the yardstick. That was the measure of a good news story for me. You'd hear the reporter come on and they'd be like, um, uh, the school bus burst into flames, everyone perished. And you'd be like, wow, that sucks. But if the reporter said <laughs> firefighters had to use the Jaws of Life and suddenly you're like, okay, Jaws of Life, I'm listening. Reporters don't talk about the jaws of life anymore. Have you noticed that? Yeah, it's not really put in any press releases anymore. Because no. uh, when you hear the jaws of life are, are involved or an air ambulance had to be called in. Yes, that's the measure of a good story. You're like, whoa, this was a doozy. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Is there another method of extracting victims from, a, from the twisted wreckage that doesn't sound nearly as cool as Jaws of Life? No. I want to try the Jaws of Life one time. Yeah. I mean, not if I'm just stuck in a car wash. That'd be humiliating. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But to break into a vending machine? Yeah. Can you imagine just making it rain Red Bull? That's how I break into the safe at a bank. Yeah. The Jaws of Life. How did he get in? The Jaws of Life. Wow. Uh, Garner, Bryce, I borrowed my husband's truck a few weeks ago. While I was out, I filled it up with gas and drove it through a car wash. His hockey bag was in the back. I didn't see it until I was inside the wash. I started honking my horn, trying to get someone's attention. That didn't work. All I could do was sit and wait for the wash to be over. He wasn't even mad. He just laughed at me and told me he appreciated the gesture. We set up some tables in the garage, laid everything out, and cranked the heat. Everything was fine. He even scored a goal that weekend. He never score, scores goals, and he credited me, Jennifer. Wow, I love that little dig at him. He never scores goals. Yeah, probably not necessary to the story. No, he's if- probably an enforcer, though. <laughs> Like, those guys never get in credit for enforcing. No, they just muck it up in the corners. He's probably a big D, man. Yeah, he's a stay-at-home D. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening to The Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Theme by Garner Andrews. Guests of The Lawn Chair Profits enjoy catering by that weird dude down the hall. <laughs> he smells. 